Hello, friends. Welcome to The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia. Here at The Journey, we are two good girlfriends just living life and figuring it out together. And we're inviting you to join us on the ride. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're always glad to have you here. And of course, if you're already a part of our beloved Journey family, welcome back. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and be sure to follow us on Instagram at the journey underscore RK or on Facebook at the journey.rk. So before we get into this new episode, we of course want to bring in our favorite co-host. Hey Kalia. Hello, Rhonda. Hello there, Journey friends. Good to be with you all today. Yes. So how are you doing today before we even jump in? Just a check-in. How are things going? You know, things are going, right? New year, we're, we're a few weeks into it. Things are rolling. Um, yeah, things have been going pretty good. How about you? Good, same. I mean, you know, new year, um, trying to stick to some new habits, which is good, <laughs> trying to be intentional about a few things. And I think just, you know, a few days in, I think, my record is okay so far. So we're going to leave it, leave it at that. Leave it there, right? <laughs> Celebrate the small yes, wins. small wins. So right. um, yeah, so today we we thought we would do, I feel like this is a little bit different for us. Uh, mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about books. And I think it's actually a good topic to talk about at the top of a new year, because I yeah. do think for a lot of people, and I know for me, for sure, this is a, often on my list of things that I want to set more intention on in the new year. And that is finding time to read. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to talk about today. Just dig in a little bit and, and see how both of us are doing with that and talk a little bit about our favorite books and those kinds of things. And I think this will be a good one to engage our journey listeners on as well. Absolutely. So we're going to kick, kick it off with just a quick question when is the last time that you, Kalia, had a, a chance just to read a good book? T- talk to us about that. Um, so let's let's um, be specific. <laughs> okay, right? okay. Because a big part of my job, a big part of my professional life engages books and reading. So sure. are we talking book in general, or are we talking like book for my own self, my own personal desire? So great caveat. And I almost for a second forgot who I was talking to. Um, Sometimes (laughs) like talking to, talking to my husband. Um, So um, yeah, so that's an important caveat. So for this discussion, and for at least for this first question, it is for pleasure or for yourself. So non-work, not even church related. Let's, let's maybe Put that okay. Yep. yep. Good. Good stuff. So uh, I will. I will just have to say then it was last summer. Okay. That's how. So it was um, in June. So one of the things that happens for me every year um, in the summer when uh, Damon and I go on vacation, I am always like pressed to get at mm-hmm. least one good book in, maybe two, because our vacations are generally about a week long. So. Um, I can usually get in two really good books if they're really good reads. Um, And so it it has been for my own reading pleasure. It has been um, since last summer. And as I say that out loud, I'm like, dang, that that was a long time ago for, you know, because there's enjoyment. Uh, And I think I have to, I, I have that response because 
I actually have this really deep relationship with reading and with Mm. books that um, really go back to just my childhood and um, how much I always loved reading. And in many ways, you know, you go through those very awkward phases of life and and childhood and development and it becomes, you know, reading was my escape. So Mm. I can remember loving Um, at an early age, you know, literature. And I have, uh, when I went to college and did my undergrad, like I have a minor in English literature. That's how much Mm. I enjoy. I don't think I knew that. Okay. Oh, see, you learned something about me. Yeah. So it kind of is a little uh, disheartening to sit here and say like the last time I read for my own enjoyment was in the summertime. Mm, What did you read? Oh, that was um, The Red Tent was one of the books that I took with me. And that was the the one that was um, Fully Pleasure. And then I read, uh, reread the, let me get the title right, The Emotionally Healthy emotionally spiritually healthy woman um well, oh, that that's was on a, my a second thing. read for okay. me um for that so that was, that was my last summer those were the, were the two reads okay yeah good yeah so, so how about you hold on now you put yeah. me on the top of my last read what was your last really so, good read yeah my last read uh, I finished right after Thanksgiving so this okay. past Thanksgiving and I discovered over maybe two or three years ago, I was trying to think about the timing of when I was introduced to audiobooks because mm-hmm. for a period of time, the, the concept of them was not something that I at all embraced. I didn't, I don't know why, but maybe I don't think I considered it reading necessarily, or I liked the active, like, let me turn the pages yep. or you know, let me swipe on the iPad. But there was something about this idea of listening to a book. It felt a little bit too passive for me. That's but right. one of my closest friends, um, Angie, who I've talked to you about before and you know, Angie is a voracious reader um, mm. of both the physical copies of books and also um of audiobooks and she yep. really she does audiobooks all the time and so I, I feel like I got a recommendation maybe from her and then when I had that first experience I was like oh okay really? this is taking me through like especially with a good voice um, okay it it completely drew me in so much so that I would find myself, you know, with a short commute, like waiting in the car for another 10 minutes to finish a chapter or doing, finding other times while I was cooking, or she told me the trick of, cause she loves to go grocery shopping. She was listening just with her headphones on in the grocery store. And that is everything. Like it really? allows you to do the things you need to do that you're not having to to think too much about and then also able to take in this wonderful book. So the last book that I read, um, and I was just about to do air quotes, like you all could see me doing that. Um, I can see you. It's okay. I I I can see you for the those who are listening. But um, I read Will Smith's uh, memoir, Will. Ah. And it was everything like it it was amazing so it was probably like a 16 or 17 hour listen okay so it did take me some time but I found myself just like I was just uh just describing um just unable to to put it down unable to shut it off um and it really just 
it taught me so much about him, um, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I felt like some things for myself, just things that he would say, made me think about life and family and relationships in a slightly different way. And so it was all of the things that I think I like to get out of a good book um, in this in this audible form. So I loved it. I absolutely loved it and have been recommending it to anybody who will ask me or listen um, <laughs> about that. So so yeah, so it was it was a great experience. I'm intrigued, right? So I have yes. never done um I've never completed an an audio book. I think okay. I remember starting one a couple of years ago Okay, and not sure why I just didn't finish it. Right. It was kind of like one of those trials that they send you and it's like, yeah. hey, let's see if I can do this, but I've never actually sat down and tried it. I am very much like, give me the actual book. Let me flip pages. And I think I've grown to for my pleasure reading, Mm -hmm. um, reading off my iPad. I've grown to that there. I am one of those old school people that like, I like, because I I mean, I'm an academic. So there's a part of like highlighting and notes. So for the, for that sake of like academic books or, um, books related to ministry or preaching, like I'll, I'll actually have the book in hand, but now I have graduated. I like to say to myself yeah. I've graduated yeah. to an e-reader but I have not graduated to an audiobook I'm so, going to need to try it so here's what I would say so I, I love that you talked about the e-reader because I was I was going to ask just what are the other ways you know do you like to do anything beyond the having a physical copy and so for yeah. me I have appreciation for all three and maybe there are other ways I don't know but those mm-hmm. are the three that I'm thinking right Regular physical hard copy or paperback, yep, an e-reader of some sort, or an audiobook. Those are the, mm-hmm. the three that I think are probably the main ways that you could take in, or maybe your kid reading your book, a book to you, right? Right. <laughs> an actual human voice. Which is probably <laughs> most of my reading time these days. So correct. Um, but yeah, so I would say, and and I know we'll get into this probably in the conversation a little bit later about some of our favorite books. But I think that to appreciate an audiobook, because I've I've started some and stopped because the voice is awful. Okay. Right. Like it's either putting me to sleep or I'm like, who did they choose to tell this story? Like she and why? Not, yeah, and why? But a good, like, and I will, I'm gonna give you a great recommendation shortly. Okay. But a great audiobook will make you a believer in this idea, especially for pleasure, I think, because Mm -hmm. where I did struggle a little bit is, um, and I can't remember which book it was, but I found myself wanting to be able to highlight some things in the book. Mm -hmm. Luckily, and it was actually Michelle Obama's book, I did have a a physical copy of it. And so I just went to those chapters and was highlighting things. Okay, But I think aside from that, one that's well told and narrated just in a powerful way will help you. Like you'll remember details, which I was skeptical about. I'm like, I'm not going to remember what this book is about, but you really do. And it really does. I think a good one helps you to, to feel like you've had that experience of actually reading a book. So Mm -hmm. with that, so, you know, we talked about the different ways that you can read or, you know, quote unquote, read a book. Um, Why don't, Talk about your top three books. So I know you said last June was the last time that yep. you read a, a book for pleasure, but 
what would you say just recent and recent could be whatever you want it to be. It could be the last year. It could be, you know, maybe it's in the, the past couple of years or so, yeah. but just three books that have really just stuck with you that you've enjoyed that changed your life, you know, whatever you want to, to sort of go with there. What do you think? Sure. Um, okay. So the one I read last June, the red tent is, um, definitely in my top three. So mm. the red tent is by Anita. I, um, I think you pronounce her last name Diamant. Um, okay. and it was just a wonderful book and it was all again. So I'm, I'm prefacing, it was just a read for my own pleasure and I sure, sure. because of the content. Um, so it was an, it's an interpretation of um, a biblical story in Genesis. Um, there's a, a woman who's named in Genesis, some call her Dinah, others call her Dina. Mm, um, and she's mm-hmm. literally like briefly mentioned and that's it. And so um, within this whole family lineage of Jacob in Genesis, you just kind of see her name and it's like a footnote almost and you move forward. Um, you hear a little bit about her and that's it. And so the author takes um, this character and does this amazing depiction of just the full life of Mm. um, the experiences of like ancient womanhood. And uh, it's just so masterfully done. And I just, I love, um, I just love really good writing that is so um, illustrative and poetic and just like draws you in Mm -hmm. to the moment where as I'm reading, I can literally visualize. Um, And so it's just a great, great read. I I fully enjoyed it. So that would be one of my um, top three. Um, I've mentioned this book in episode a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, probably in our season, our first season, but um, Dr. Shaniqua Walker Barnes, Too Heavy a Yoke. So I actually read that just for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't about me reading it to teach a class, even though it's an academic book or can be, it, I think it serves both um, individuals who are teaching or who are taking a class, but also it's just a really great um, book for women. And when I tell you she changes my whole life, mm-hmm. I am probably going to go back and read it again because it just is um as a black woman it just digs so deep into the things that we just don't think about and she brings up a lot of like questions of you know when you first realized you were strong and what was that Mm. particular instance like when did you lose your childhood because you had to be this strong black woman kind of thing you know and 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 what that looks like and the difference between being a strong woman who's black and then being this strong black woman kind of Mm. you know so it was just such a good read and Mm. she's just super insightful that it was like such a a page turner where I couldn't even literally be like uh let me take notes. Nope. Let me just read it. Cause it was mm-hmm. just giving me everything. Um, and then another one I'll put up in my top three, you actually just mentioned it is Michelle Obama's becoming. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed reading that book. Um, yeah, it was great. So I can go on. There's probably five, yeah. six, seven in there, but I'll stop at three. Okay. Um, so yeah, red tent too heavy a yoke and becoming would be, um, and those I've all read within like the last, I'll say the last two to three years, um, they've been in my, re- if, if I'm reading every June, right. So- <laughs> <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> those vacations, I mean, and that's, that's real talk. I mean, those vacations are 
those moments where you're able to, especially if it's, you're talking you and Damon and there are no kids mm-hmm. around where you can actually do that, take yes. the time, something that you enjoy. So, um, so nothing wrong with that. Um, so we might have to, I just wrote myself a note that maybe too heavy a yoke is something we'll read together and we can talk about I you know, love that. journey. I yes. love that. idea, and, I love that. Um, Cause I feel like you've, you definitely have talked about it before and I think the topics that you've mentioned are the kinds of things that we've explored here on the journey before. So maybe the, the journey book club coming to you. Coming uh, to you soon. <laughs> coming to yes. You soon. So my list, um, and I, I had to go back and just try to sit down and I went back through my audio book, my yep. audible uh, library. And so I'll start with Michelle Obama as well. Um, and what I think is interesting about that book is the majority of the women that I know that read it absolutely loved it. Like mm-hmm. I was like, everybody has to love this book, but I actually do know a few people who just were like, eh, not Same really here. sure that I got too into it. And it was, it was interesting because I just don't think I expected that. I just thought it would be this unanimous sort of decision about, um, that book and, yeah. and what it meant for people. Um, but clearly it was not. But for me, I thought it was really powerful. I did listen to it as an audio book and hearing her say the words. I mean, I love her voice. I love See, that one I might her. need to do. Yeah. Go back and do that on. I, I could probably finish an audio book if I had Michelle yes. Obama reading. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was wonderful. And I did get a chance to go to the tour that she ultimately had mm-hmm. uh, went when she was in Atlanta. And that was, I think, just a wonderful experience to to have that as part of reading that book and experiencing her talk about it um, live, which was really mm-hmm. nice. So I love that book. Um, I read a book, I think it was last year, uh, called The Nickel Boys by mm. Colson Whitehead. So Colson Whitehead wrote The Underground Railroad, yeah. and he has a newish book, Harlem Shuffle or something like that. But The Nickel Boys, so the timing of me reading that book was shortly after the murder of George Floyd, mm. where every, I feel like every organization, the whole country, the world to some extent, but certainly here in the United States, everybody was trying to figure out like, what does this racial reckoning mean? Organizations are like, what is, what do we need to do around diversity, equity, and inclusion? How do we increase Mm -hmm. understanding? So at my job, we have this wonderful program. We work with MBAs. We're a business school we have this program called uh, Tepper Reads. And so students are reading, um, led by a leadership coach, and they read these books probably once a quarter or so. Okay. So we decided um, in that moment that it would be a good opportunity to try and choose a novel that staff could read as well. And that was focused on, through fiction, focused on telling the story of injustices in the country. And mm. so the timing was really hard to read this book because it's a hard, um, the content is hard to take in. Um, I think as Black Americans, we take that kind of content in a lot. And so perhaps mm-hmm. it isn't as hard, but the timing of it, I felt like made it even hard for yeah. me to take in. And it was just, it's about, you know, these young kids it was set way back, maybe even in the 30s where they um 
where one of them is sent to a reform school. And so you can imagine during that time, just, you know, first of all, the circumstances that sent him there were, Mm -hmm. had some uh, pieces of injustice in there, but just the experience and how they were treated. It's a fascinating story um heartbreaking in some ways but just just so well written so like you I really just enjoy well-written books and that one I've read as a hard copy but then my last one and this one I was like going back and forth between this and another book but I'm only going to pick three Trevor Noah's Born a Crime yes which is his memoir which is the best audiobook I have ever listened to. So that would be number one before Michelle Obama. So that is on my reading list for 22. So okay. I'm going, that's going to be the book I try the audio with. Is amazing. All right. Like it is okay. the one that I like if you were only gonna do one. Yeah, audiobook start there. Okay. And so just for a ton of different reasons, um, what I've discovered just even in thinking about my list of things, the books that I'm drawn to, I really like memoirs. I think that they are, if I'm going to read, I like fiction, um, Mm -hmm. but I really love learning about people's lives and just figuring out like, okay, I know that I didn't know you well anyway, because you're a celebrity and I, I don't have this, you know, sort of direct tie to you, but memoirs just draw me in and inevitably like doc a good documentary will do you just learn something new and it gives you some insight um and so anyways that would be my three and will smith is is in there i already mentioned it so that's like Mm -hmm. in there Mm -hmm. um but so i want to i want to take us in a slightly different direction because i think even the audio book conversation e-reader versus physical book sort of begs the question of how as a busy woman, right, mm. mother, dean of worship at Candler, list goes on and on, like all of the things, yeah. how do you find time every June? <laughs> right, that, that's how. Find time to read. Um, is that even, is that even possible? Listen, so it is so hard. Um, it is it is really hard to find time to read, period. And then what makes it harder is I have um, different types of reading that I need to do at different times. And so mm-hmm. I try to work in um, like my own devotional reading. And yeah. so I have, you know, the, the things that I love to read for um, devotional reading. Shout out Howard Thurman sits at the top. Anything Howard Thurman is like my top of my devotional reading so there's that and that I try to um, figure out how to fit it in 15 minutes a day somewhere somehow which oftentimes ends up being um, during the week when Mm -hmm. I get either when I get into the office before I jump start and dive Mm. into emails and all that I stop and just try to give myself 15 minutes so I intentionally don't schedule anything I try my best I should say not to schedule anything before 10 o'clock so at least I have some time Um, and that not scheduling before 10 was important for me to try to start giving myself that 15 minutes of some kind of centering devotional reading um, in the mornings and then um 
pleasure reading. Like it, it really is. Uh, I just, I keep a list of like, I have an Amazon list, you know, books for KJW to read. And and so I just know um, downloading those books um, in the summertime when we go on vacation, or um, if there's like, you know, holiday time where I can get a little bit of reading in. But then there's also, if I'm teaching a class or trying to prep for a class or in the middle of writing an article, or, you know, if I'm writing a book or something in that kind of process that I'm reading for that too. The wonderful thing about that is the content that I teach and the content that I write about all kind of fuels Mm, me. So some of these things that are some books that have really topped my list of like mind blowing books have come out of my academic reading that I don't think, um, has to stay there. Right. And so one of those examples is bell hooks all about love. Like book was amazing. I read it because I was in the middle of preparing, you know, for a class and like really trying to build my own content. But that just became a book of like, I could read that anytime, Mm, anywhere for any reason without preparing. So that's the, that's the beautiful thing. So it's like figuring out those buckets and how to um, make sure I have the time for all of them and then keep them straight. Like, because there's also the, you know, own like spiritual health and development. And then, you know, I'm about to teach a class for the church um, in a couple of weeks. And so I'm preparing and reading for that because I'm basing it out of the book. Um, So like I'm always reading in some way, but that's that reading for my own pleasure um, oftentimes is the summer. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. even though they don't, they, they didn't hit my top three, a lot of times it's like the most random, mindless books that I read. So oh, yeah. one of my, my favorite mindless books of all time in the world was The Devil Wears Prada. I, w- I read it before the movie came out. Yeah. Love. I was just like, <laughs> I am like a Lauren Weisberger fan, you know, because those are the ones that like I get to escape my own reality. Yeah, I think it yeah. is, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just figuring out and carving the time, 15 minutes a day to give me some kind of devotional reading or yeah. summertime reading for sure. And I do try to knock out, even when it's not on vacation in mm-hmm. the summer, just yeah. knock out a lot of my own reading to give myself that time for myself. Yeah. 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 How do you do it? Busy woman. You, you know, you're juggling all the things too. How are you? Girl. Clearly the audiobooks are life-saving. So, so should... that's, that's my number one answer. I mean, that it's the, it's the audiobook because I, you realize how much time that you were sort of on the go or doing mm. things where you, we just don't have the luxury of being able to sit and hold something and not be able to multitask. Um, and so I, I can't completely multitask with it. So I can't do, I can't listen to an audiobook and do just anything. Like it has okay. to be something where, like I tried it at work and it's only if I'm like cleaning out my inbox that I can do it. But if I'm trying to focus on a project or start something new. I, I can't have it because then I'm not focusing on what's coming in, but I, okay. I, I will listen during a workout, especially like a treadmill kind of workout. Um, although I love to have music for that normally. Um, I, I, th- I find that especially a good one, it will, it just allows me to get it in. And then especially if you get to the point where you just can't stop listening, then you're just looking for the time, which then reminds me, 
and puts in my face where I'm wasting time because like right now I'm reading a book or listening to a book and I was doing some things that I could have been listening to it, but then started doing some other stuff. And I was like, no, 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 you're wasting time. Like put the book back on so you can finish the book. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's one way. And the other thing that really works for me, although I sometimes feel like I'm over-programmed is if I'm part of a book club. So not even a book club that is like all year long where I have to be committed. But if you, and I have been in some that have been all year long and I've been committed, but like the book that I told you about the nickel boys, Mm -hmm. that was, we are all reading this together. There is some accountability here and I do not want to show up not having read the book. (laughs) Though I have shown up not having read the book to book clubs before. But the likelihood that I will finish it because there are other people reading it and I'm looking forward to the fellowship, yes. to the conversation. And I just, you know, want to be accountable. It's kind of like right. working You need out. a little peer pressure in your life. You need a little, just to get you need to need a little bit. Um, and then I think the other thing, so when you were talking about the emotionally, I think it's the emotionally mature woman or, mm-hmm. or something like Some, that. Yeah. I have that same book on my nightstand right now. And what I'm learning is that I can do, when I set the time, I can do a couple of books at a time, but they have to be drastically different. So it has to be fiction or like a memoir and something that is around self-care, you know, emotional development. They can't be competing fiction novels because neither. You'll conflate the stories. I've tried it and it does not work. work. Um, But okay. So I want to just like start to wrap us up a little bit, a couple of things. So first thing is, so we've, you know, just talked about our strategies and we're in a new year. So what are, what's on your list? Are there things that you, you said Trevor Noah's Born yeah. is on your list. Are there other things that you're either reading now? Oh, yes. Have your, have your mind set on for 22? Yes. So I am in the um, process of, so these are, this is going to span, right? This is not just the enjoyment reading, but sure. the books that I kind of have on deck. So I've been in the process of starting to reread. I didn't finish it the first time. Um, but Redeeming Administration, which is just Mm -hmm. a lovely book for anyone who is in an administrative role. If you are, um, it is, it's beautiful. It's theologically grounded. Um, the author is Anne Garrido, um, and it's called Redeeming Administration. It's the spiritual practices for Mm. um, administrators. It's beautiful, wonderfully written. So I just started, you know, new year, new kickoff. Um, that's that's kind of the professional genre, right. For me. And then, um, so born a crime is on my list. Um, Tarana Burke's unbound is on my list. I'm reading Um, it right now. Are you? Yes. 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 Oh, so that's on my list. I did not do, um, when it came out and I was kicking myself because I wanted to right when it dropped, um, Kylie reads such a fun age. So I'm going to, that's on my list too. I want to, uh, read that. And then, gosh, I have so many. So one thing that I have said is I want to be intentional through this year, um, increasing the books that I read by black women. Um, And I'm always reading books by black women because it's the nature of my research, but even the non-academic stuff, right. The Mm -hmm. things that are not necessarily related to my research, but the, the fictional things or the memoirs, like all of that. So, um, that's why my, my list this year is pretty 
pretty chalk to, uh, tight with a lot of um, Black women authors. So I could so, go on and on with that. It's so funny. I swear we cannot have a topic. Like We just need to find a topic where we're just at odds, like to take, <laughs> take these conversations in a different direction because <laughs> I am like, really, Kalia? I love it. So I love it. I, um, I too am really like that. I is going to be my focus of my reading. All, all of my fiction, sort of non-spiritual related books, um, I would like the majority of them to be by Black women. And mm-hmm. a friend of mine on Facebook, so social media does have some redeeming value. I know there are differing opinions on that. Um, and I'm I'm struggling. I will, we can maybe put it out there on one of our, um, our social media posts, but a friend of mine, um, posted something about it. There's like a Black women authors library of sort, I forget the name, Mm -hmm. um, where they sort of give a challenge. So she completed a challenge last year where you're you're aiming to read as many of the books as possible. And then there's a list for 22 as well. So I started with Tarana Burke's Unbound and I'm listening to it. And it is so another one that would be on my list of audiobooks. So I okay. love uh, maybe it's the bias of growing up in New Jersey. I love New Yorkers' voices, like, mm. like obsessed with listening to New Yorkers. Always have been, honestly, but listening to them read or or if they're acting or you know doing whatever. And Toronto Burke's voice is amazing. Nice and her story. I'll probably have, it's actually a quick listen. It's about six hours. I think I have about oh, okay. three hours left. So it's not, not too bad. And it just is, it, it really, I think it's going to be one that sits with me for a while. Just her story and her experiences, um, really, mm. really powerful. So that's on my list. And I would love to go back and read um, some books, like classic books, like Their Eyes Were Watching God, things that I have read before yep. and want to just revisit. So that's going to be an audiobook for me because Ruby D reads it. Mm. And I imagine that that's going to be amazing. Oh, that's so going to be wonderful. I'm looking to go down a similar, you know, to have a similar journey with books um, around uh, that were written by Black women. Um, yeah. and, and so we'll have to continue to share our lists um, um, I love it. The podcast as well. So just as we close, um, why don't you share and I'll share after you just your your top book, if it's even possible, like of all time. Is that so is that this is how connected we are? Okay. So you all can't see us, but when she mentioned <laughs> their eyes were watching God, I got super excited. That um, is my favorite book of all time. Um mm. just hands down. Mm. That's that book has done so much and has meant so much um, for me to read. And if I were to like recommend a book to anyone, like what mm-hmm. book should I read? If I've never really gotten to it, that would be one. Like y- you have to read. Um, their eyes were watching God. And it's so cool to remember when I first read it at a much younger age and then mm-hmm. now reading it in the way I um, view it and gain insight and just engage it right because I like yeah. to say that I have conversations with books um, and that's the way I like to teach as well like we're in conversation mm. with these writers and so just the way that I'm in conversation um, with this book and even now it's just it's beautiful so that would be my one of my favorite books of all time what about nice. you 
Um, mine is The Prophet by Khalil mm. Gibran. Mm. I've talked about it before. I've used um, probably two or three of his poems in our closing. Um, it is a book that was given to me right before I was getting married. So at this point, almost 18 years ago, um, by a woman from our church at the time who said, um, and she wrote inside the copy that I have, that you should keep this book um, alongside the Bible as you're navigating your marriage. And I have found that to be true. Um, it just, every one of the poems, um, I go back to the one on children and on marriage, on a pretty regular basis, I know the content, not by heart, but most of it, like mm -hmm. almost verbatim. And um, his words just still speak to me and honestly keep me grounded um, in it. both of those very difficult journeys. I'm like, oh, okay, so we, it's supposed to be hard, right? Okay, got it. Got it. This is this is the perspective. Got it. Thank you for like bringing me back. Thank you for bringing me right back so, to yeah, center. So the prophet would be um, the prophet would be mine for sure. I love it. I love it. Listen, all of you who are tuning in to this episode, we hope you've learned a little bit more about yeah. us. But hopefully, this has. Um, invigorated or reinvigorated some excitement about getting some reading in this year. And, and we've thrown out a number of different books. So if you don't know where to start, pick one of the, the titles that you've heard here on this episode and just uh, enjoy, find yourself, find your escape um, into the reading. So I want to close us with just a little bit, um, a quote, a centering quote around reading that I came across um, in by a Chilean novelist. His name is Roberto Bolaño. And I really love the way he expresses reading in this quote. And he says, reading is like thinking, like praying, like talking to a friend, like expressing your ideas, like listening to other people's ideas, like listening to music, like looking at the view, like taking a walk on the beach. Hopefully you'll find your time to take a walk on the beach through your books this year. Thank you for listening to The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia.